Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Building a Better Body podcast. So if you're new around these parts, my name is Karen McClintock and I am the host of the show. I'm a certified primal health coach. Now, that being said, I personally don't work with clients. I prefer to come on here and be the platform for others to share their real life stories on all elements of health, well-being and biohacking. You know what, we're all different, so if I can give you knowledge from many, many different resources, it's more likely that you're going to find something that resonates with you, and then you can go off and experiment a little yourself. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode number 92 of the BBB podcast. I'll just talk briefly here, as the show I have coming up is a long one, but it is rich in content, so please stay tuned. So before we launch in, I just want to update you on what I'm working on at the moment. I'm creating a Sleep Your Way to Better health course and it's totally free and you can subscribe to that and get little nuggets into your inbox for five days it's launching very soon and what i'll do is i'll put a link to that in the show notes so if you want to check that out please do sign up now on with the show today you will hear me chat to a wonderful lady named sylvia tabor who has been through a lot with her health she has experimented a ton and come out the other side strong healthy and very wise more and more you'll come to understand from my shows that we really must take responsibility for our own health because we are so individual if we don't feel well there are steps to take in order to heal and Sylvia has done just that you'll hear her be open and honest about eating disorders major digestive distress right through to experimented with amazing plant medicine she is full of stories an amazing person to have on the show she's called biohacking chick for a reason so listen on and find out more and finally a big big thank you to sylvia again she was an absolute joy to interview let's go guys today on the show i am interviewing sylvia tabor i discovered sylvia recently on instagram no surprise there that's where i do all my stalking she is known as the biohacker chick on there and uh, she's originally from poland but came to the u.s when she was 13 i believe And like myself, and perhaps why I was drawn to her, she loves a bit of self-experimentation, although she's definitely much better at it than me, looking at her Instagram. Uh, She has created her online presence to share her knowledge and her journey, and has gone through her fair share of trials and tribulations, and I hope she's happy to share some of those with us shortly. Today, Sylvia is a coach specialising in a number of areas, such as the carnivore diet, gut healing, fasting, autoimmunity and much much more I am sure so without further ado let's dive in hey Sylvia welcome to the show hi thank you for having me I'm excited yeah happy days and did I miss anything out there is that your whole life (laughs) that's pretty much my whole life (laughs) with lots of lots of uh, experimenting (laughs) yeah I love it which probably would take you know days just to talk about the (laughs) things that I've done but yeah yeah. but you can save that for your book if you're writing one (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm actually um, planning on writing a book, so awesome. it'd be interesting to see how much I can fit into a book. Yeah, cla- I wrote a book a long time ago. It's damn hard, <laughs> and you oh. kind of yeah, it's not very good. Don't read it. <laughs> but they say everyone's got a book in them, and then you know you'll do one, and then you'll either maybe have the love for it and try and do a better one the next time, or else say I'm never doing that again. 
That's maybe me. <laughs> so when's your second coming out? <laughs> oh, yeah. Get, get back to me on that one. <laughs> anyway, um, so you mentioned on your website that you've had your own personal weight and health struggles. And that's led you on this kind of wonderful journey from playing around with raw vegan, fruitarian, ketogenic, fasting and carnivore today, I believe. Um, I think the great aspect of that is that I'm sure you've got to know your body extremely well and you know what sort of enables it to feel strong and healthy. But that being said, would you like to tell us the story of how you got to where you are today in, in a couple of sentences, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, my struggles with it all started basically with really messed up digestive system. I, even as a kid, I had so many problems. You know, I'd be waking up, uh, you know, two in the morning, waking up my mom and just either throwing up or things would be coming out the other end. So I always struggled with, you know, there was something with my gut, you know, and doing now the genetic testing and microbiome testing, you know, I did find out that I do have a, a very high chance of getting some sort of, you know, digestive tract cancer or, or some disease related to digestive mm. tract. So, you know, I've, from being a very kid to now, it, it really the major issues that I've been struggling with are related to my gut. And, you know, from vegan, which I thought that would help a little bit. But, you know, my vegan journey basically started because I did want to, um, I watched all these vegan documentaries that portray, you know, all these uh, crazy um, animal, like how animals are being raised and whatnot. And that kind of, you know, skewed me away from eating meat and towards vegan diet. And I always want to... Um, <laughs> step it up a little bit so instead of just doing vegan i went raw vegan mm -hmm. and raw vegan is probably the worst thing you can do for your gut so mm -hmm. that definitely messed uh, messed up my digestion even more where i couldn't digest anything whatsoever and started getting massive uh, rashes and reactions to pretty much everything i ate even and vegetables mm -hmm. and that's why from then on i decided to try fruitarian diet and then just let me into very severe depression later on um, to an eating disorder for which I struggled with for six years. Mm. And then from that point on, um, I discovered the leptin reset diet uh, by Dr. Jack Cruz. And that has helped me with the eating disorder. Mm. So for, and that was essentially ketogenic, but um, mostly with a lot of meat, which at that point, nobody really talked about ketogenic diet yet. Mm -hmm. um, not at least on like internet, you know, you would have to dig deep into like medical journals, uh, journals and to, to find ketogenic. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't very popular, but what he was promoting was basically, you know, eat a lot of meat. Um, and for women, it would be basically very, very early in the morning, probably 30 minutes uh, within waking up to reset your leptin and maybe some uh, green vegetables. But he wasn't really, you know, promoting, oh, you have to have green vegetables. Mm -hmm. His message was basically just eat enough protein in the morning and it was mostly like fatty fish. 
-hmm. And from then on, um, things started really improving for me in terms of the um, eating disorder. And after that, I kind of started um, dabbing into like the Bulletproof diet. I went through their certification program. So I started a little bit of that, started doing all the, you know, bulletproof coffees. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Um, And I started having a lot of stomach problems, like severe, severe pain just from consuming the MCT oils and even coconut oil. And the problem with MCT oil that not many people realize is that it is an antibacterial um, substance in a sense. Mm -hmm. And, you you know, yeah, it does kill the beneficial gut bacteria, which, you know, for me, for myself, I don't have enough in the first place after doing, you know, all the gut testing. And after consuming it, I would be in such severe pain that I'd be seriously on the floor, just um, just suffocating pretty much. And I couldn't figure it out. So I dumped the Bulletproof coffee and later on kind of adopted um, ketogenic lifestyle when I didn't use any of the coconut oils because I started having reactions to that. And, you know, now we find out that there's... Um, different plant proteins that actually people who are very sensitive, people who have gut issues, they will react to that. And that might manifest in, um, with inflammation or, you know, edema in the body, especially like in the ankles. Mm. And that's what I would experience. I, I would um, feel like a hot air balloon, you know, always swollen. And even though I wouldn't necessarily put on body fat, but uh, body weight wise, I, you know, I would gain like five pounds and that would be just inflammation alone. So then I started, you know, just experimenting with different things and, you know, ketogenic and cleaning up ketogenic diet. And then I went through massive necrotizing fasciitis uh, infection that led to three surgeries pretty much back to back and that messed up my gut even more because I had to use so many antibiotics and I had them um, Mm. through IVs and it was probably like at least 20 different antibiotics just to kill off the infection Mm. and so yeah that didn't help my gut whatsoever and from then on I started reacting to even things like asparagus broccoli you know the only vegetables that I was okay with was Mm. romaine lettuce um, celery and maybe cucumber but later on I was (laughs) reacting to that all the exciting stuff yeah (laughs) yeah, I I know right like (laughs) Everybody wakes up in the morning being excited for celery or <laughs> well, romaine sure. lettuce. Celery juice is very trendy right now. <laughs> I know, and that's what kills me. But that's another story. Yeah, sorry, Carla. Um, and then, um, so then I figured um, I went to a doctor, and he like ran this d- different tests on me that I had never done before, and he told me that I was actually sensitive to polyphenols, and I'm thinking to myself, mm. I'm like what? Polyphenols? Polyphenols that everybody says are so beneficial, you know, for anti-aging, for just being healthy alone. I'm like, and I'm intolerant to even that at this point. I'm like, (laughs) this is crazy. So we basically went over everything with him and he said that, well, it looks like you might be only good with certain meats uh, because apparently I was also intolerant to sulfur and sulfur is a little bit higher in like chicken and Mm. Um, I think like 
other bird meat. And so he's like, yeah, you'd be fine with lamb, um, beef, you know, maybe like fattier cuts. So I thought he was crazy and Mm. I didn't really like listen to his advice. But then later on, I stumbled stumbled upon Dr. Sean Baker on on podcasts and, Mm. you know, people would send me stuff on instagram saying oh maybe you should try this since you like experimenting with diets i'm like i don't necessarily like to experiment with Mm. diets but it's Mm. you know it's like whatever my health leads me to and at that point that was pretty much it i was you know i've i think i've tried everything and i figured and including fasting because even like throughout the whole you know ketogenic um experiment you know it worked great at the beginning and later I started developing a lot of binge eating which was scary for me because you know I have recovered from you know bulimia when I was binging and purging so going back to binging it was just super scary for me so I would you know I would have my binges and then I would fast for days but it was just this vicious cycle and it was just constant you know binge and then fast you know instead of purging so and for me it wasn't um when I feel like I lose control around food I know I turn into to this like almost like animal around food and I could just inhale everything Mm -hmm. you know and that was scary for me I I do not uh, like being in that you know in that mindset when I just lost it so then uh, Like I said, I figured, you know, I'm going to try carnivore. I mean, at this point, I have nothing else to lose. So I I dove into it um, pretty much the next day after doing a whole day of research and trying to find out and um, if it's going to be healthy or not, if I'm going to get colon Mm. cancer, you know, Mm -hmm. with my history and and with my genetics, like what is is that going to do to me? And, but I did it anyway, because at that point I also struggled with severe IBD. Um, and that was, um, where I, you know, I would go to the bathroom and I would see blood in my stools and that was another scary part. And I figured, okay, I'm just going to do it. So I did it. And, you know, after the first week, my digestive issues kind of went away way not totally you know not everything was perfect I didn't go to a bathroom for pretty much like two weeks which for me was great because you know for somebody who struggles with IBD you pretty much like glued to the toilet Mm -hmm. so for me for me having that vacation from not seeing my toilet was just perfect so I, I didn't complain about that and the nice thing was that you know I was never constipated some people they say when they go on carnivore diet, they're freak out because they go, don't go for three days, but yet they're not constipated. Yeah. So, you know, so there's a difference between mm. constipation and not going for three days, especially when you transition from, you know, eating a lot of fiber to not eating fiber at all. And meat digests pretty much at the top of your stomach. And all you have left is just a little bit of liquid. And if you eat, do eat like tenants and, and uh, some ligaments that may pass through the colon, which kind of is like a fiber, and that feeds the good uh, bacteria in the colon. So that's a benefit of that. But when you eliminate the, uh, eliminate the fiber mm. from the vegetables, you know, that eliminates the bulk in the stool, stool. 
that's why you don't feel, you know, the urgency to go to the bathroom. So that's kind of like the science behind that. And for me, like I said, not going was just perfectly fine. And now later on, you know, like months after, uh, after a few months, like things have regulated. So, you know, now I do go to the bathroom pretty much daily. (laughs) So, so if people are curious about that part, I was going to ask you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, when I did uh, transition, I had a lot of questions from people who would want to start um, yeah. the carnivore diet. So mm-hmm. a lot of people on Instagram, that was pretty much the first question people asked about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So digestion wise, that was the first thing that has improved. And, you know, and months after months, I noticed, you know, my skin was getting better. My my hair was getting thicker and longer. My nails were getting thicker thicker mm. and you know things were just imp- uh, kept improving and my you know at the beginning of the carnivore diet because many people are especially women when they jump on it they think that oh I'm gonna lose all this weight you know for mm. me that was a, a little bit opposite like yeah. I started the first two weeks I actually started gaining weight mm-hmm. and you know your hormones uh, have to adjust as well my I, I felt like I was actually detoxing a lot of the plant estrogens and my body was kind of swelled up a little bit and it kind of felt like you know before a period when you retain a little bit water so that that's what it kind of felt like like in the first two weeks of that and I did put on weight and but for me at that point was I was at a point where I was just like you know what I don't care I just want to heal I want to feel no normal and that's what um, carnivore diet did for me even you know with the benches it kind of you know that kind of stopped you know if you eat a lot of meat you feel satisfied on a totally different level and and I felt this calm and the anxiety went away so I figured you know what I'm just going to worry about healing for now and the weight thing. I mean, I'm going to take care of that later. And it just, it was weird because probably after a month, I started noticing that my body composition started changing and I started testing with DEXA scan. And, Mm. and even though my weight on the scale remained the same, I was at 125 pounds. Mm -hmm. um, My body fat uh, lowered um, I, I wouldn't say dramatically, but it went from, I think, like 19% body fat to 17, mm. which for a woman can be a lot. And then after that, it went down to 13%. Yeah. So the longer I kept going, my uh, body composition started changing, and but the weight was remaining the same. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of women who do just focus on the number on the scale, yeah. you know, they shouldn't, yeah. you know, because at the same time, I used to weigh 120, but my body percentage uh, fat, my uh, body fat percentage was at 20%. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can weigh less, but with more body fat. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that many people should take into consideration. The number on the scale doesn't mean anything at all. Absolutely. It's also, also like coming from like the vegan background, my bones got super weak. And with mm. a carnivore diet, um, after doing DEXA skin, it does show you bone density and my bones actually started getting stronger as well. Amazing. So that even alone, you know, on the scale is going to be a little bit more. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely with the uh, carnivore diet, a lot of benefits so far. Wow, <laughs> quite the story. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of that from literally all of your struggles right through to today. I was scribbling notes like crazy and now I'm like, where can I circle back? <laughs> because you yeah, can't... sorry. I... <laughs> no, I you're I in flow. I tried putting yeah. it all into a few sentences, but it's, <laughs> it's kind of no, hard. It's brilliant that it comes so naturally to you. That's why you're great to have on a podcast. You know, your story <laughs> just flows. Um, and it's amazing because you can share that and there's going to be somebody listening and listening to you in the past and it'll trigger something it'll align with them and they'll think right if she's done that I can try that so yeah your voice is super important for other people to hear um the more I'm I'm sort of interviewing people and what triggered in me there was how personalized the diet needs to be for you you know because you had the the genetics um that were sort of predisposed for for your digestive distress is that right didn't you say that right yeah mm-hmm. so that I mean that I wasn't like that when I was younger I was fine I wasn't being sick in the middle of the night you know I didn't have digestive upset so I could maybe tolerate more things and that's just triggered a whole uh, event for you you know you didn't want to give up you tried all these different things um and it's just you know people put people are kind of scared to be a little bit different you know the whole you have to eat your five fruit and veg a day and you're and even meat now is controversial maybe you shouldn't be eating that but what if you're sick 24 <laughs> 7 due to eating something that is supposed to be healthy you know like broccoli is supposed to be harmless but not necessarily you know it can be really difficult for a certain person to digest broccoli and it can be bad for your thyroid and all sorts of different things so for you to be such a self-experimenter it's it's been amazing for your health by the sounds of it yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, vegetables have been so glorified and berries as well for the antioxidants and for the polyphenols yeah. and all that stuff. And, you know, when you go on the website meatheals.com and you read through all the stories that of all these people that have healed so many different, you know, diseases and are still healing, you know, it's it's amazing what elimination of vegetables mm-hmm. and fruits can do though you know fruits are not as problematic for uh, most individuals um surprisingly vegetables are yeah because yeah. mm-hmm. they do contain a lot of uh, a lot of the anti-nutrients you know like the oxalates and many mm-hmm. people who actually do go even on ketogenic diet they experience like this rash on their skin and they think oh it's keto rash but mm-hmm. it actually might be there might be detox oxalates and I've Mm. worked with many people who struggle with that and it is painful you know to go through it because it seems like it's never going to end but you know the best thing you can do is probably just use saunas to help detox it even more but it can take months for that and it's it's kind of you know it's crazy to think that oh my god I'm getting this from eating spinach when I thought Mm -hmm. you know that spinach is so good for you yeah yeah People are blending or, it into their drink. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. bucket loads and, of it because it so goes and, into nothing. And I, exactly, and I used to do that too. And yeah. same thing with the kale. You know, the more kale you can put in, the better for you, right? I used to eat kale. Kale's not nice. I'm sorry, but it's not. No matter no, what you do. No. Oh my god, definitely not. There's <laughs> no way to disguise it to make it taste unless you burn it and like. Yeah. Cook 
coconut oil or ghee, That's then right. maybe it will taste that, good. I hear you. Yeah. And then talking about, um, you know, cutting certain things out of your diet. I think I maybe talked about this before. My mom has arthritis and she was telling me recently that in the middle of the night she was getting shooting pains up her wrist oh. and up her fingers. And I said to her, do you know what? Let's try an experiment. But, but this has to be, you have to go easy because you can't just tell people to just wipe everything out of their diet. So I said, let's try yeah. an experiment, right? Cut tomatoes out of your diet <laughs> because she was having them maybe four or five times a week. And I said to her to do that. And she goes, yep, unbelievable. The shooting pains. She still has her arthritis. You know, it's not just going to disappear. There's other things to work on. But the shooting pains totally disappeared in the middle of the night because tomatoes being a nightshade they can they can trigger her her arthritis to be at the worst that it can be and my dad has arthritis too and he inadvertently has given up tomatoes because if my mom's not buying them he's not eating them um, <laughs> so he's seen the benefit from it as well so let me tomatoes may seem innocent and they might be for one person but for the next it could be pain in the middle of the night right and I wonder if it's also lectins as well. So maybe if they eliminated just all the things that have lectins, because a lot of people experience a lot of, you know, joint pain and other pains just from eating vegetables that are high in lectins. Mm -hmm. So it could be lectins. It also could be axolids as well, you know, and because they deposit in the bones and joints. So for me, eliminating like all the vegetables pretty much helped so much with the joint pain that it was like I didn't even know I had it and once I tried actually um, introducing it was like winter squash because my parents I was staying with my parents in Wisconsin and they grew all of their vegetables and you know I figured well if I go to the garden just pick it up from the garden you know and I prepared the right way because they say that if you pressure cook um, certain vegetables you can get rid of the lectins so I thought maybe if I do that you know I'm I'm not going to see any negative side effect from it. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And that was actually after I broke my knee and I was still using my crutches. And the next day after eating it, I had such horrible wrist pain that I, I couldn't even use my crutches wow. at that point. Wow. And it was so severe. And I literally had maybe like a little cube of that. And Mm-hmm. after it i'm like okay i'm done i don't think i want to experiment anymore yeah. like i'm fine with just meat you know like yeah and you knew exactly it was that yeah 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 i mean that was the only thing i added like after because at that point i was um almost that was when was that that was in november i think or october mm-hmm. that was in october so i was like close to almost like one year of carnivore diet and I figured like, okay, let's, you know, I was bored too because I broke my leg. So I had nothing else to do. So yeah. I figured, oh, let's experiment. Yeah. Let's see what happens, you know, because certain people were asking me, well, have you tried adding in like any vegetables? Yeah. So I figured, well, let's see what happens. And yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's like, let's experiment. Let's go crazy. Let's have a vegetable. And then you're a mess the next day. Right. <laughs> isn't, isn't it crazy? I yeah. mean, you would never think that, you know, it's uh, something that other people consider as so super healthy for you, you know, will mess up the other person. And of course, not everybody will have the same reaction. Like, yeah. I know that my God needs much, much more healing. I do have a pretty leaky gut, you know, everything pretty much seeps through it. It's getting much better. And even like on the carnivore diet, it's been over a year now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I still have issues with it. I'm no longer getting any skin rashes. 
eggs or anything like that. I can tolerate eggs finely, mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it's not perfect yet. You know, I'm, I'm going to admit that, but yeah. you know, not having have to deal with the symptoms with the low energy and mm -hmm. with other stuff is just amazing that, you know, the things that, um, I can do now, even, even just going out with friends and not worrying that, is there going to be a toilet nearby because I'm going to have to yeah. go. So, You're just going to worry, is there steak on the menu? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hey, just Karen here interrupting the show briefly. I'm here to share a discount code for 10% off with Red Light Rising. Red Light Therapy has been shown to improve mitochondria function, accelerated healing, rejuvenate your skin, enhance muscle recovery, and induce deeper sleep. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty great to me. So if you want to head on over to redlightrising.co.uk and use Karen. BBB at checkout you can grab your 10% off today now back to the show this is why I think um you know genetic testing for you know a perfect human diet I think is going to be huge in the future I don't know I think there is that, that sort of thing going on at the minute have you heard anything like that like what you you're know supposed you, can, to eat? you I see a lot of the like 20, uh, 23andMe the genetic testing and mm. it's not very um I don't want to say comprehensive, but it doesn't tell you much. Uh, you know, it, it, it will tell you, oh, you, many people who are like diagnosed uh, that they shouldn't be eating a lot of saturated fat, mm. they actually do eat saturated fat and they're like, I feel amazing. Mm. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't understand why this report is saying that. So I think right now it's not perfect yet. You yeah. know, maybe in the future, there's going to be a machine where you're just going to strap yourself in and it will tell you like, oh, you're low on vitamin B or are you mm -hmm. low on, you know, magnesium, you know, go eat this or go eat that to yeah. balance it out or take this or, you know, maybe they're going to inject you right there then, you <laughs> yeah. know, with something that's just going to boost your um, energy, yeah. level out, balance out your hormones right on the spot, you know, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised no. if, if that, you it know. It doesn't sound crazy be, at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, just just see how far we came from, you know, using bricks as cell phones to now being able to see another person on the other side of the world on yeah. a, you know, little tablet. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like that type of technology, it's just probably close, mm, you know. For sure, yeah. Um, Just to circle back around your, your carnivore story again, your recent post on Instagram that caught my attention. Can I read it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, this body has run on carnivore diet for over a year now. Not only that, but it's been thriving and healing each passing month. And guess what? I'm not sulforaphane, which is in your broccoli and stuff, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sulforaphane, polyphenol or plant chemical deficient. Didn't get scurvy and my colon didn't disintegrate from lack of fiber <laughs> or probiotics. As a matter of fact, my IBD, your irritable bowel disease, has been quiet for months now. The truth is animals provide the most bioavailable nutrients the body needs to heal and stay strong. I just thought that was wonderful. You know, you find, as I've said, uh, what exactly works for you. You're still tweaking, of course. Um, and I've talked about carnivore quite a bit on the, on the show, but I don't think I've actually told the listeners what it actually is. So what, what does your carnivore version look like today? Sylvia, if you wouldn't mind sharing. Uh, so my carnivore version is um, mainly eating 
interesting steaks, but I also like to incorporate uh, things like uh, basically eating nose to tail. Mm -hmm. So I don't like wasting any part of the animal. So it's essentially, you know, just meat-based diet. I do include some eggs, um, fish. I do eat fish roe, um, which is fish eggs. Um, and But I do stay away from dairy because dairy, even though now I don't react to it mm -hmm. um, in a negative way, it's still very addictive to me and, <laughs> and to many people from, yes. you know, from my the post that I did on Instagram, people um, responded pretty much the same way that, you know, they don't have any digestive issues from it. But once they start eating dairy, there's no stopping to it. And, you know, there is a protein in, in dairy that's called uh, casomorphin mm -hmm. that actually causes uh, um, addiction uh, problems to many people and there's also one protein and gluten as well that makes people addicted to it you know yeah. so so there are certain chemicals and compounds in food that you know make us uh just keep eating it and the interesting thing about dairy and why i stay away from it is even if i would have a little bit of dairy let's say with my steak mm. my then i don't feel as satisfied as just eating steak for whatever reason wow, it's almost okay. like um, the absorption of the other nutrients is not as optimal as it would be just with the steak mm -hmm. without the uh, without the milk yeah. or butter milk protein. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ghee, um, mm. ghee and butter doesn't seem to have um, much negative effect. Yeah. But like stuff like cheese for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, now my my diet is basically that you know just. Uh, including some collagenous parts of animal like yes. chicken feed which i, I which that. i do like yeah. <laughs> i saw that on your instagram you are game girl <laughs> yeah. i just think the texture would just be like no i can't get involved but it, it, it is i mean you could probably roast it or like fry it up a little bit to make yeah. it crunchy but i do like it it is kind of gooey because you know the collagen itself is kind of gooey but i don't mind it um yeah, no judgment i love like, it just go for it yeah. yeah i mean the next day you can pretty much feel how stronger stronger your the nails uh, get yeah, it's yeah. kind of amazing like pretty much the next day you feel it and i would supplement in the past like with collagen mm. powders but mm -hmm. i would never get the same effect that's mm -hmm. why i'm kind of like not into um eating the powders because uh, they're processed too and i also struggle with histamine and many people do react to collagen powders yeah. if they do have histamine problem Mm -hmm. So that's why I tend to stick with whole food collagen type of uh, yeah. meat cuts. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, essentially it's all just, you know, meat. Uh, and I also got one farm sent me a whole beef head. I saw was... that as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm stalking was... you like crazy. <laughs> just doing my research. I'm flattered. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was crazy. Like I had no idea what to do with it. Yeah, exactly. So I what to you... just Baked you can't really google what temperature do you cook <laughs> yeah a whole beef head yeah, yeah. <laughs> i finally figured it out and it turned out amazing like the bone broth from it it was Jelly, just crazy. oh my yeah. god best thing ever what and do you eat off of it then is it like brains and tongue and stuff um tongue definitely <laughs> I saw that's the tongue, like yeah. the, my my favorite part of the animal is probably tongue because yeah. it's so 
flavorful. It is so fatty as well. Mm-hmm. And like people, you know, people are squeamish when they see it. But <laughs> honestly, yeah. just try it. You have to cook it for like at least 14 hours, <gasps> wow. you know, on low heat in yeah. order to make it really like just like fall apart. Mm-hmm. But it's so worth it. And um, with the other stuff from the the beef head i got there's a lot of meat in the cheeks oh yes and then uh, there's a lot of meat like even like in its ears which i was kind of surprised i'm like what there's meat in there (laughs) that that could waste yeah (laughs) yeah like there's like huge chunks of meat i'm like okay well let's dig into that Uh, um so i got uh, those parts and then you know, the brain, a lot of people like scared me away from eating it because mm. of the mad cow disease mm. and whatnot. I yeah. mean, I've had brains before. <laughs> it's not my favorite thing to eat, but, no. you know, I prepared it myself and it was kind of disgusting. So I had like a few bites <laughs> and then I threw the rest out. I'm like, give me mm. raw liver any day. I'll eat that and, you yeah. know, keep the brain because yeah. I just cannot. Is it the I texture? Is it the texture? The texture and the, you know, there's a lot of like veins in that. So <laughs> when you when you try to chew on a vein, oh my God, mm. there's just this certain flavor to it where I just couldn't do yeah, it. It no. was, I'm like, no, no, it's going to come out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So, and yeah. so, so that I, was my, yeah, yeah, that was the, the only time I experimented with it and yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Never again. How long? <laughs> how long is it as a cow's tongue? <laughs> oh my god, it's a good question. <laughs> is it like massive? <laughs> um, it's. A, I would say like a foot and a half. Wow. I don't know how much that is in like metric system. Like a ruler, but it's pretty. Yeah, it's it's pretty long, but it's fake too. Yeah, like, I can sort of visualize it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I've had uh, lamb tongue, which is tiny, mm-hmm. and uh, and goat la- uh, and goat tongue, and mm-hmm. they're kind of smaller too. But the one that I got recently, it was massive. That was like the biggest one I've ever yeah. had, which I was happy about because yeah. there's so much meat in so, that. Yeah, slice it up and keep you going for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> very good thanks for sharing (laughs) now moving on you mentioned uh necrotizing fasciitis i had not heard of this until my boyfriend said should you know the guitar player from uh slayer had that from a a spider bite i believe i don't know if you've heard that but that's he knew it because he's a big music fan um and he told me all about it but how did how did you get it oh that's interesting because mine um so necrotizing fasciitis is sort of uh, mine started with MRSA Mm -hmm. and the first um, MRSA infection I had actually started from a spider bite, ah, okay. from a brown recluse spider bite, mm-hmm. and that got infected pretty badly, and that was MRSA, and it kind of, um, my doctor, um, the, the clinic I went to, they just gave me a cream for my leg, and they um, gave me antibiotics for it, but it wasn't for MRSA specifically, but the infection seemed to went away uh, mm-hmm. for a little bit, and then after a few months and that was on my leg and then after a few months I got this um little pimple um that's that started like being have um pus in it Mm. it was infected and it grew so quickly and it was like underneath my uh, belly button and it started growing super super quickly and it 
that then my doctors say that was probably because the first infection that I had on my leg that didn't heal up properly, like the um, antibiotics, since they weren't for MRSA, they didn't kill it off like in my blood. So it was basically just still like circulating in my blood. And mm. finally, when my, you know, immune system went down, it kind of escalated to another infection that was a little bit stronger. So necrotizing fasciitis is basically um, your body eating your muscle away. Um, And that's what happened. And it grew pretty much from like underneath my belly button all the way to my ribs. And it started eating through um, the muscles on my ribs. And doctors said, you know, you're lucky that you're alive because if it got to your lungs, you probably would have um, died. So wow. that was that was definitely a challenging <laughs> experience. Mm-hmm. In I my saw life. the picture. <laughs> it yeah. looks like a shark bite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't want to post the yeah. the really gross pictures because I know many people are sensitive to that kind of stuff so like whatever i posted on instagram that was already after it started healing Mm, yeah um mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean if you google it you're gonna see some shots (laughs) yeah and i did that mistake once i hit the hashtag MRSA when i saw it i'm like oh my god this is bad wow yeah and does it come on really quick the picture that's there that's it healing but did it appear like that over a short period of time um for, you mean uh, like the infection itself yeah, or after just, the surgeries? Is that the surgery scar then or is that the actual? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right, that okay. was, um, <laughs> yeah, because it was when I had the infection, um, it just, uh, literally looked like I had a snake underneath my skin that went from like my crotch almost mm. to my ribs mm. and it was like really thick and, you know, and all of that was just pus. Mm, wow. But then they had I had to go in for surgery so the cuts are from the surgery um when basically three surgeries because um the antibiotics that they were using weren't working and the infection kept spreading so it was Mm. like you know day after day they had to go in cut me open and um, make more incisions to drain the pus out Wow. wow so those are the the scars from Mm. from the incisions that they make to drain it Mm. and yeah it took probably I wouldn't say like two months for them to just close up Mm. so it didn't look like I was attacked by a tiger (laughs) (laughs) yeah wow and then so what were you eating at the time to help with the recovery were you carnivore at this point or no I actually decided to go back to vegan by cooked vegan diet right because my gut was so messed up like even drinking water hurt Mm, mm. and i i read this book medical medium where everybody you know now is i'm assuming because of that that book everybody is drinking celery juice (laughs) thinking that they're gonna fix their gut with celery (laughs) juice which is yeah definitely didn't help me (laughs) um so yeah i went back to the vegan diet i've I've tried that for maybe two weeks where I felt Mm. like, oh, yeah, it's working. And then again, like I was on the toilet 24 Mm. seven pretty much. And yeah, like things weren't healing for sure. And so after that, I kind of um, from vegan, I jumped on carnivore at that point. You need to be on the chicken feet for that repair. (laughs) (laughs) I actually 
actually didn't do that. You know, just recently mm. I started experimenting with like the chicken feet and all yeah. that, all that stuff. Like when my first uh, carnivore diet when started, I basically just ate steaks and drank water, and that was it. Like the simpler it was, the better it was too, because yeah. I wasn't able to move much and like especially with my hand because it was still pretty painful to like just move and lift stuff so you know putting a grill in the air fry I mean steak in the air, <laughs> air fryer for like eight minutes you know that was just perfect for me you know mm-hmm. I had a meal ready right there and I live on my own so you know mm-hmm. getting that done was super simple so that worked out pretty well for mm-hmm. me brilliant Okay, well, changing things up a bit, let's talk a little bit about your biohacking experience. You've tried all of the things from, um, well, according to your blog post, uh, LSD, shrooms, ayahuasca, oh. <laughs> ayahuasca, all of these things. Yeah. Have you got some good stories to tell about all of that? Yeah, I was, that's... I was listening to a podcast about people taking ayahuasca, and it just seems like, woo, life-changing for certain people anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... Um, that was definitely a a huge part of like life changing for me Mm -hmm. um i started um i started with um ibogaine which is the probably like on top of all the psychedelics out there and at that point i really i didn't even realize that it was that Mm. you know i i've heard about it on the bulletproof podcast and and they talked about like all the benefits for people who do struggle with like eating disorders and addictions to to things because mm. it's amazing how quickly it works. You basically you know go to you do um, one session and then you come out pretty much healed from wow. um, many people like even with severe severe drug addictions go and do it. It's not uh, you know an expensive mm. quote unquote procedure because it costs probably like seven thousand dollars and but you know it works like when i went to mexico to do it there were some people there who struggled with severe addiction to you know cocaine to morphine other stuff you know even like uh, opioids and things Mm -hmm. like that and when i saw them they looked like they were about to you know die they were so addicted and they were really amazing good people they just didn't know how to help themselves so and after the whole thing was over i mean they looked like brand new people like even physically like the tone of their skin changed like they were happy they were smiling you know the whole experience was was amazing on spiritual level and physical level as well Mm -hmm. and for me even though at that point like I didn't struggle with eating disorder anymore um, I still experienced and I've noticed that I was addicted to you know so many other things like even my cell phone oh my god I didn't even realize how addicted (laughs) to my phone that was and afterwards like I didn't even want to be near it like I I would forget it somewhere and I wouldn't it would take me hours to find my phone yeah I wouldn't care Mm -hmm. like don't tell me about checking emails don't Mm -hmm. tell me about you know Instagram yeah (laughs) nothing like I wanted to be away from it as far as possible Mm -hmm. So that was pretty amazing. And it also like experienced a lot of like other healing, like on spiritual level and things that kind of like 
bothered me in the past, you know, that kind of, I, I dealt with that through the whole experience and mm-hmm. it was just amazing. And we also did at that retreat, we also did 5-MeO-DMT, which is a different substance. It's basically um, they scrape this um, poison from the back of this frog and mm. then you smoke it i well, know who comes up with this let's scrape this and smoke it yeah yeah sometimes i wonder like how did people even figure this out yes. you know it's like find a frog and it has to be a special frog <laughs> scrape her back and then smoke whatever poison it had on its back oh i do but, yeah it's brilliant but it it's amazing because that experience is only like 15 minutes versus like with i begin it's pretty much like 36 hours wow. uh, experience so <laughs> with 5-meo dmt you you smoke it and then it's almost like you fly out of your body wow. and you experience like this the feelings are you know you, you feel so much love and so much happiness and and mm. uh, everything that you feel it's it's amplified to like a million time and when you get out of it you uh, i was crying like crazy i was so grateful i was Mm. hugging and kissing everyone i'm like oh my god i'm so happy to be here i'm so grateful for you and you know and and after that whole thing at you know going back to work and i could tolerate people more you know (laughs) like yeah yeah, i mean (laughs) Some people that I work with were, you know, just some crazy people. So yeah, that yeah. helped me with that yeah. alone. And it was, it was totally good. worth it. Mm-hmm. And you just see life in a totally different perspective. You know, you're more positive. You can handle almost like more stress and you're more like, um, like there's no anxiety. There's, I don't want to say there's no like urgency, mm-hmm. but you want to get things done that matter to you and you find out what's really important in your life it's not the little things it's not the material things you know like being around the people you love spending time with them and maybe like you find out what your deeper deeper values are and you go after that and that certainly you know that experience certainly helped me just figure figure that out which was so fascinating so fascinating there's so much we don't know and don't understand was it scary losing control or maybe you didn't feel like you were losing control do you just go with it um with 5-MeO DMT Mm. yes you definitely have to like give up this control and it I was fighting it like Mm. at the beginning like I didn't want to let go but once you do it's just pure magic um what I began you you really have no (laughs) you have no option you just have to do it I mean I begin is is pretty rough because um majority of the people were throwing up like crazy and me Mm. and and um, there was actually a director of the movie DMT, The Spirit Molecule, mm-hmm. uh, and there, like at the retreat, doing um, doing the ceremony with us. And it was interesting because him and I were the only two people that didn't weren't throwing up, and oh. maybe it was because we weren't like addicted to any substances. Mm-hmm. So, and other people in our group were, and they definitely went through like massive quote-unquote detox (laughs) where yeah 
but it was funny because hearing their experience, they were like, I was throwing up like crazy, but it was so amazing. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I don't know if yeah, I can cope with like, that going on. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I actually enjoyed it. I felt like I was just releasing all this darkness from like deep, like from my bones. I'm like, wow. okay, mm-hmm. you know, if that worked for you, that's great. Sure. I mean, it, did, it, it didn't look or sounded very appealing, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the crazy part is that you're, hearing gets so like amplified and you're Mm. so sensitive to noise and Mm. you're so sensitive to uh visual like light and and uh, visual stimuli and light you know it it almost felt like when somebody was throwing up they were like right next to your face oh no and that was like (laughs) the worst part but then then you kind of like went deep into your own journey and you kind of you know you ignore that like you weren't even aware that was happening so that was well, that was nice another world but another yeah. world <laughs> exactly and then you know all my ayahuasca journeys that's a totally different experience um too you know because ayahuasca you also throw up you know and <laughs> I, I don't know why like I'm the type of person who doesn't and I almost feel like I want to because I feel like I you know, restrain myself from throwing up and I'm holding on to something that, you know, if I did throw up, I would like help to release that, you Mm. know, like emotional something that's Mm. going on like deep, deep within me. And, you know, I do all of these, not just out of curiosity, because I do have like a lot of trauma that I was trying to deal with. And I was hoping that it would help me, you know, spiritually and mentally and even like with the eating disorder that I struggle with I I thought that there was something just that deep within me that you know I was trying to cover up with the eating disorder so I hope that I might you know through ayahuasca journeys I might like dig deeper into that and find out what it is and heal you know on a spiritual level and mental level mm-hmm. and it certainly helped with that and it's not a pleasant experience <laughs> whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, they there are people who go to Peru and they um, go through many ceremonies at one time. Um, the most I've ever done were, were two in a row. And that, you know, you can get your ass kicked mm-hmm. like after just one. Yeah. And I've and, and every single one is different, you know, and they say when you do ayahuasca, it's like peeling off the layers um, of, of onion, mm-hmm. you know, and you deep deeper and deeper Mm. and you heal more and more and and that's truly that is the case you know the whole experience itself it's not pleasant at all Mm. I mean I've had some that oh my god I felt like I went back into past like centuries centuries back and I've lived through like you know all these different people that I didn't even realize I knew Mm -hmm. and it was like you know back in Egypt and I experienced all this different times and it was just beautiful but then other times you know I would see you know go through some painful times you know with my family and and Mm -hmm. things like that you know with my parents just trying to understand why they did certain things and thanks to ayahuasca it just sort of helped me see you know what they've been through and why they 
did things that they did, you know, that hurt me, you know, that I saw that hurt me and helped me understand that and have a better relationship with my, you know, siblings and with my parents as well. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why I kind of put myself through, you Mm -hmm. know, the, the pain and the uncomfortable part of the journey, because honestly, like I the end of it it's so worth it and you really learn like what's important to you in life and you realize that you know it's not the small stuff it's Mm. not the things that you can buy you know and it's it's more than that life is definitely more more than just things that you can purchase in life yeah well life-changing i must look into this more (laughs) yeah i mean definitely yeah if you're not scared at all well i'm a wee bit scared (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's you know it's not for everyone it's definitely yeah. for people who maybe people who struggle a lot and they've tried everything yeah, and true. you know yeah. and that can be the last mm-hmm. resort for mm-hmm. other people just doing daily meditation can yeah. make you know magic happen so yeah or even the Wim Hof breathing yes can, I've done can that help people mm-hmm. yeah there you go so yeah. you don't was... have to go to the extremes yeah <laughs> actually the guy who took it um the, the class he's uh trained in it he went to Peru and did some plant medicine work and I interviewed him on the show he, he has great stories to tell as well um but that's you can go back and listen to that if you want <laughs> um so yeah. Sylvia I want to be mindful of your time uh I ask everyone this question if you could give our listeners one final thought today one Sylvia nugget that they can incorporate into their lives in order to build that better body what would that be oh wow that one one thing no, huh? just that one thing oh, yeah just one thing <laughs> just I one mean, thing for today <laughs> I mean, honestly, just find something that works for you that you can stick with because honestly, that's the best you can do. Something that works for for me, like carnivore diet might work for me, for you. It might not. You Mm -hmm. might end up, you know, binging on carbs because you want carbs every day. So that might not work for you. So, you know, experiment and find that one thing that's going to get you going, that's going to turn into lifestyle, into healthy lifestyle, and something that, you know, you're going to see improvement day after day. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Um, and where's the best place, Sylvia, for people to connect with you on the web? Would it be Instagram or, or your website? Uh, it's definitely Instagram mm. at biohacking that chick. Um, mm-hmm. I do have a website that I'm kind of trying to put more effort into just writing blogs and stuff like that. But um, yeah. I'm in the middle actually uh, ex- doing experiments for a month on all raw carnivore diet and, mm. you know, doing a bunch of testing on that and mm-hmm. just tracking everything, see how that goes. So I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll we'll have more time to contribute to my website as well but yeah by hacking that chick on instagram for sure i'll put all that in the show notes but thank you thank you so much for for coming on the show and being so open and honest and sharing so much about your life and i'm sure it's opened up (laughs) eyes around the world (laughs) with all the different things thank you so much yeah (laughs) no you're welcome The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. If you have any specific concerns, please consult with your general practitioner before embarking on anything new.